Pastor Christian McCudden, who are you? Can you let us know? You carry the bags of Pastor Phil Pringle. Does everyone know who Pastor Phil Pringle is? He's one of God's generals in this nation. We had the good opportunity to be with him at the opening of Neil Joseph's gallery on Friday and saw him do a live painting. But you, you are, uh, come on out, buddy. Let's, let's give it up. I don't know you all that much, but I've always known you as almost like the armor bearer of Pastor Phil Pringle. You not only carry his bags, you're the armor bearer. You taste his food before he eats it, and yeah, walk through doors, check, yeah. And uh, but you've got such a sweet spirit, and even just through the giving message, I sense what a beautiful flow of the of the of the spirit and of the word. This generation that's coming up under us, it's phenomenal. Guys like Luke and Andrew and others and others. I'm looking at all these young people coming up, but uh, Christian, you are phenomenal, and there's so much. Uh, uh, I believe even. <laughs> Have you you've got a wife and um... yeah yeah been married nearly 13 years 12 and a half years two kids Noah and Ella right Noah's six and a half sure. and uh, Ella's four wonderful so it's it's a more awesome you just... served with the um, what's his name the Jürgen yes yeah you served with him you were second under him yeah for seven years so basically when Jürgen came along I was two IC to the youth pastor before Jürgen when Jürgen came along ah. we were about 50 kids. Uh, and over the next kind of seven years, took that to what was then a thousand. We had five different youth groups, right. high school ministries, university ministries, and our phenomenal conference in Sydney, Melbourne, and Perth. Wonderful. So I looked out for a bit of that. Sure, sure. So, that is fantastic. Yeah, awesome. Uh, look, I'm going to move over, over, and let Christian take Thank over. You. God bless you. Thank Let's you. give it up for him. Fantastic. Take your seats. Thank you, Band. You're amazing. I'll probably call you up again soon. I am really excited to be here this morning, uh, and I'm not your conventional preacher. I try and preach, and God says, no, don't, and I go, okay, great, so maybe he doesn't think my preaching's that good, but I, he doesn't mind when I pray for people. So I, I'm just believing for miracles here this morning. Uh, I get to travel the world, and like Pastor Phil was saying, uh, I've just seen crazy miracles happen all across the globe, uh, and it's all glory to God. Here's the healer. He's the one that raises people from the dead. He's the one that gives sight back to blind eyes. And I'm believing that God is going to touch some of you here this morning. And uh, I also want to pray that if you want to move in the supernatural realm, if you want to see miracles when you lay your hands upon the sick, God's told me to pray for people for that anointing to come upon their life. So I want to do that too. Uh, let me just tell you a little bit about myself. I'm, I'm just a Catholic boy that got saved. Uh, I'm one of seven kids. Uh, Mum and Dad raised us uh, Catholic. I went to Catholic school until, I, until year 12. Uh, and the way I describe it is I knew of God and thought he was cool and, and appreciated him for you know, going to the cross, but I didn't know God. Uh, and then in 93, my sister dragged me along to Christian City Church uh, and said, you've got to come to this church. And I thought they were all crazy. They're all lifting their hands. And she'd lift their hands and I'd pull it down. She'd lift their hands and I'd pull it down. <laughs> They're singing crazy songs. They're giving all their money away. They're doing all I'm like, you guys are weird. And so I just went back to what I was doing. I was living as a good Catholic boy uh, on Sunday and then midweek I was living like the devil. And so I just did what every good Australian did. I had fights. I went to the pubs. Uh, you know, whatever. I, was, I surfed. I, I rode motorbikes. I played football. Uh, and then something happened. I, I relented and God got a hold of my life. So this young Catholic boy that knew of a God but didn't know him, started to have a relationship with the God of the universe. 
and, and I started to experience some things and I've always been pretty sensitive and so I, and, and as a young boy actually I'd see things uh, and Dad taught me about the supernatural. Even as a young Catholic boy I'd see things sitting on my, my dresser in my bedroom and I'd kind of run into Mum and Dad's room, dive under the blankets and, and Dad would go, it's okay, there's, there's God and there's the devil but God's stronger than the devil so you just don't worry about it, you tell him to leave and he will. So I experienced supernatural most of my life but didn't understand it. So when I came to church, to Christian City Church, I started just reading the Bible and I saw about miracles, I saw about the power of God, I saw about that God wanted to empower us to change lives Uh, and I said, well, God, I'm pretty simple. That's what the Bible says, so I believe it. And and God, he says, you know, we will lay our hands on the sick and they'll recover if, you know, I'll just take you at your word and if that's what it says, I believe it and God, if you'll use me, I'll be used. And the last 16 years have been this roller coaster ride of, of seeing two people raised from the dead, of praying for people with cancer and it, and it being healed instantly. I remember I was in San Diego last year uh, with Jürgen uh, and a lady walks up the front and she was literally yellow. She had cancer through all her body. Her kidneys were shot. Her eyes were just were like yellow. Uh, and it was cra- we prayed for her and she got healed on the spot. She went back to a normal colour standing in front of the people. And God just moved powerful. Yeah, come on, let's give God a mighty hand clap this morning. So what I want to kind of talk about in the, in the short time that we have together is, is perhaps a radical concept for some of us. It shouldn't be, but it may be. And I, and I want to talk to you about agreeing with Jesus and the declaration that he's made over your life. Because as a Christian and as a young Christian, guilty of this myself, I'd come to church I'd hear the word of God, the good news, faith, hope and love. I'd hear the promises of God and I'd walk away and I'd live according to my circumstances because I never agreed with or applied the promises of God to my life. But unless we take a hold of the promises of God and do something with it, we'll never live you know, a life that's set free. I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. We can't live that abundant life unless we step into the God realm. And we can't get outside of the God realm and expect there to be supernatural activity or the touch of God upon our lives. We have to live a certain way for that to be a reality. Amen? Uh, Isaiah 64.4 says, God works for those who wait for him. He meets with those that rejoice. I love this scripture because it says God works. I just want to encourage you here today, God works. When you have God in your life, Life works. It works. He works. And when you rejoice, he comes and meets with you. He, he meets with the up crowd. He meets with those that are full of faith. Mark 11:22 says, have faith in God. In verse 24 it says, whatever things you ask for you pr- when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. I'm believing this morning that something's going to happen in this place. God's told me of things he's going to do in people's lives. And, and I believe if you can... Uh, if you can believe with me this morning, we can journey a little bit together here this morning, there's going to be miracles and, and some of you are going to be set free. Amen? You know, as, as I was looking at you guys, Luke, Candice, can I pray for you guys? Is that all right? Man, you are awesome. You are phenomenal. And today's a day of empowerment. And I tell you, there's been a cloud hanging over your heads and there's been things that you've walked through that others don't even know of and it finishes today. And that cloud parts today and I tell you, you're going to leave this service changed. And man, I tell you, you, you are going to, you're going to shake the nations for Christ. 
I don't know, I don't know why, but before when we were worshiping, I saw you riding motorbikes. And I, and I, and I see like dirt bikes and stuff like that. And I thought, there's been this, this internal struggle in you for I want the things of God, but I also, I, I don't want to have a boring life. Is, as weird as that sounds. And we don't have to live a boring life. And, it, and it's, it's never been verbalised, but it's been thought on the inside. I've got to give up all of this to do this. And God says, no, you can have both. And I actually saw provision of heaven flooding your worlds. And I don't know if dollars have been tied or things have been, you know, and you've continued giving, you've continued being faithful. I see a river of the provision of God about to pour into your world. It's going to come from left field and you're not going to even, you know, know that it's coming. It's going to be God's blessing and favour upon your lives. I don't know what you've been doing, whether it's praying, it's been fast. I don't know what you've been doing, but you've attracted God's favour and his attention. And today is a day of empowerment for your lives. There's a multiplication coming. I see a quadrupling. And I don't know what that means and in what area that means, whether that's influence, whether that's finances, whether that's... I don't know what that means. There's a quadrupling coming to your world and it's God's blessing. Heavenly Father, why don't you reach out your hands, church. Touch this couple today. God, I thank you for the empowering touch of heaven upon their lives. Bless them. In Jesus' name. My God. Thank you, Lord. I just had to do that. Like I was saying before, I really believe you're entering into a time of harvest where you're about to reap your harvest. You've sown, you've sown, you've sown. I feel like I'm preaching to the the choir here this morning. But guys, I want to tell you, you also have attracted the attention of God. And let me tell you, that building will become a reality far sooner than you anticipate. You are, you are going to shake the central coast for Christ. You've got the favour of God. I see fire, flames of fire coming off the top of this building and it's the anointing of God. You've got together with one heart, one mind, with one accord and you've attracted the, the attention of God. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I'm feeling like today that as we come to Jesus, things are going to drop off. Come to me. God isn't a God that stands off in the distance observing our lives. He wants to be actively involved in our worlds. And most people, that's how God is. He sits there, heaven is his throne, the earth is his footstool. God just sits up there presiding over earth, looking at people and, well, I knew you'd go through that. Well, come on, chin up, keep going. God isn't like that. He is... He's interested in your world to the point where he would send his son to die on your behalf. You know, and, and I love the scripture in Philippians where it says, uh, because he was obedient even unto death, God has given him a name which is above every other name, that at the name of Jesus every knee would bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord. As we acknowledge Jesus rightfully, high and lifted up, seating on the throne, we can have everything bow its knee to the God of our lives. Sickness, poverty, fear. You know, I love uh, Ephesians where it says, uh, sorry, um, Philippians where it says, be anxious for nothing, but in all things through prayer and supplication present your requests to God. I, I love that. Be anxious for nothing. We're living in what some describe as anxious times. We can live victorious. 1 Corinthians says, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory in all circumstances through our Lord Jesus Christ. We can live victorious every day of our lives despite our circumstances. We can flick that switch of faith. We can rise above and live victorious. Amen? So here's the deal. The, the, the devil is a liar and a thief. 
He wants to destroy your world. But I'm here to tell you this morning that his lies do not have to be your realities. The devil's lies do not have to be your reality. Just forget it. Whatever he lies to you about, go to the Word of God and let, let the Word of God feed you. Let your faith grow. The Bible says in, in, in Hebrews 11 that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. The definition of faith is a positive anticipation of a future good. We need to reshape our minds to positively anticipate future good. You know, and, and we can sing worship songs to God, but we need to live worship songs to God. Thessalonians says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. We need to live life where we're rejoicing. We're, ex- we're praying and we're thankful every day of our lives. And I tell you, whether you're sick, whether your business is going, we rejoice, we pray and we're thankful. Thank you, God, I've got lung in my ears. Uh, lung in my ears. <laughs> I've got air in my lungs. Thank you, God, for my family. Thank you, God, that I have a job. It may not be what you want, but it's going to become what God has for you. Amen. Matthew 8 says, The Son of Man has come to to seek and to save that which was lost. The Greek word for for save is to heal. 1 John 3, 8 says, The reason the Son of Man came was to smash the works of the enemy. I'm here to tell you today that we are not subject to this world. We, not, we are not subject to uh, any, any authority the devil has because he has no authority over the blood-washed Christian. Jesus came, and it says he came with purpose. He came with intent to smash the works of the enemy over your life. And, uh, and I'm excited about that. The scripture that I have for you today, and I've got about 3,000 scriptures, but this is the one I have for you today, is uh, John 19, verse 28. It says, After this... Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be filled, said, I thirst. And now a vessel full of sour wine was sitting there and they filled a sponge of sour wine, put it, on his, put it to his mouth. So when Jesus had received the wine, he said, it is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. Jesus said it was finished, but he never said he was finished. Because in three days' time, he was going to rise victorious. But what he was saying when he said it is finished was he was saying that the devil's reign on earth is now finished. It's completed. It's done away with. You don't have to live subject to fear and to hopelessness and to sickness. You don't have to live that way anymore. You can live a new way. And I want to encourage you here this morning, and I'm encouraging myself to agree with the declaration that's been made over our lives that it is finished. The definition... Oh, sorry, the Greek word for finish was teleo. And this is what it means. To bring to a close, to finish, to end. To execute, complete, fulfill. So that the thing done corresponds to that which has been said, the order and command. To pay. Jesus went to a cross to pay a price that we couldn't pay. So that we could live the life he intended for us. And I love that. I love the fact that I serve a God that so wants me to live victorious, that so wants me to live abundant, that so wants me to live fulfilled and whole, that when when circumstances didn't line up, he would send the answer. And the greatest thing I ever did was ask Jesus Christ into my life. I I was talking to Santi on the way up and, and I was saying, I am pretty certain I would be dead today if I didn't give my life to Christ. And the last 16 years have been the greatest years of my life. Without a doubt, there's been challenges. I've faced stuff. They have been the greatest years of my life. 
And uh, later on, I'm going to give you an opportunity. If you're, if you're not walking right with God or you haven't asked Jesus into you, I want to encourage you and I'm going to give you an opportunity to, to do that because it is, it is honestly the greatest thing you will ever do. And miracles are awesome. And like I was saying, I pray for people all the time and they get, they get healed. But the greatest miracle is having Jesus Christ on the inside, the peace, the joy. Come on, let's give him a hand this morning. I, I, uh, I was in uh, Oxford Falls uh, last August and I, I, was, I was preaching and I didn't know what was happening but God just said, there's a guy here with arthritis, pray for him. I didn't know this guy, I didn't know if there was anybody even there but I felt a word from God. So I, called, I said, there's somebody here with arthritis, come out, I'm going to pray for you. And this big guy comes out the front, doesn't tell me his story or anything. I pray for him and he goes out under the power of God and goes back to his seat. And... Uh, I then have a, a gentleman, Andrew Tindar, one of our big businessmen at church, come up and just talk to me the, the, you know, about a few weeks later. And he said, that guy you prayed for has had arthritis in his body for 17 years. He's, he's originally from the Northern Beaches. He's moved to England. For at least six weeks a year, he cannot get out of bed with just debilitating arthritis. He'll, he'll go to bed and wake up and his knee will be dislocated because it swelled up so much overnight. Or he'd pop five ribs or his shoulder would dislocate. Like it was... He he was high-end business in London and it was really affecting everything in his world. The reason he was in Sydney was every year he'd come over to see a specialist and this was a doctor that's on television with, you know, good reputation Uh, and what he would do is he would retest him, he'd do two days of testing and then on the third day he'd prescribe him the medication he needed, he'd give him enough uh, prescriptions for the year ahead uh, and he'd fly back to England. So I pray for him on the Sunday and he goes and has testing Monday, Tuesday. He doesn't tell the reputable doctor uh, that he's, he's been prayed for or anything else. He just goes and has the regular annual testing that he does. He tests him for two days and on the third day he calls uh, Andrew back in and he says, I don't want you to think I'm crazy. I, I don't want you to think I'm, I'm a fruit loop or anything's happened to me recently. I'm not having a breakdown. But he said, it must be divine and I cannot prescribe you anything because you have no arthritis in your body. He, he had done bone density tests, he had done flexibility tests, he had, he had tested every joint in Andrew's body and said, I cannot prescribe you anything because you have no arthritis. God had healed him instantly with a word. And Andrew, we, we keep in touch now, we're great mates, he lives in England, nothing since. It's been two years since, a year since, nothing. And he said to me, the hardest thing for me was learning to relive pain-free. Now God's a miracle-working God. Nothing surprises me anymore. And and I'm blown away by God's goodness. But he said, you know what? The devil started to lie to me that, well, you've got no pain now, but it will come back. He said, I had to agree with the declaration made over my life that I am set free, that I am healed, that the blood of Christ has washed me clean and that it's not coming back again. And he said, that's been a, a battle, but he's chosen to step into that place where he agrees, I am healed. You know, one of the great works of the cross is healing. I was in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and uh, a large church of 5,000, they were offering me a job. I said, I, I don't want a job. I, I work for Pastor Phil I don't want a job. Just come over anyway. I said, listen, I'm going to be treating it as a holiday if you bring me over because that's all I'm doing. I'm having a holiday. I'm not coming to work for you. Come over anyway. So they flew Melissa and myself and the kids. We went to America on their account. I said, I kept saying to them every other day, if I come, it's only for a holiday because I'm not coming to work for you. So that's okay. God's got a reason for you coming. Preach for his church. Uh, he took me out the back in, into one of the offices after 
and he said, um, this lady, these guys, are the, this is how he introduced them. These are the biggest givers in our church. She's really not well. She could die. You need to pray for her that she gets healed. <laughs> Very nice. That's great. I said, she started to tell me what she had. And I said, listen, I, it's not that I'm not interested, but I don't need to know. God knows what you need. And so I prayed for her. She went out of the power of God. She you know, was on the ground for about 45 minutes. They lifted her up. I got an email about three weeks later saying, the lady that you prayed for had collapsing veins and arteries in her neck. Basically, twice a week, um, the veins or the arteries would collapse. No blood would get to her brain, so she'd be oxygen deprived. And basically, they'd rush at a hospital, have to revive her and do everything else that they did. And she, she literally, almost twice a week, died. And this had been going on for 20 years. She hadn't had an episode since. She, they, they, six months later, 12 months later, two years later, she hasn't had an episode since. Our God is a God of miracles. He's a healing God. And we can, we can agree with that. And we can take a hold of that. So if you're not physically whole here today, I want to encourage you. One of the great works of the cross was that Jesus died to set you free from sickness. In, uh, in Hebrews, it says, um, uh, sorry, in Isaiah, it's 53. Surely he has borne our griefs, carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all our iniquities, who heals all our diseases. I, I get excited when I read this stuff because I go, God, you are too good to us, you are awesome. And, and I, I look for opportunities where I can go about laying my hands on the sick so they recover. A few weeks ago, I was in a cafe and there was, there was a girl kind of wailing in pain sitting at a table with about 10 people around her. And I realised that the people standing around her were all Bible college students. I went up, it was one of our, our girls from Bible college and she'd just been in the surf and just been dumped on her neck and she had massive pain, could hardly move, all her back was spasming and she was just in excruciating pain. But everybody's standing around. I said, what happened? They tell me the story. I said, great, let's pray. And they all kind of look at me like this was a novel thought. But to us, the supernatural should be an everyday occurrence. And so I said, listen, let's just pray. I put my hand on her back. I felt the power of God touch her. She stopped crying instantly. The pain left. She went and had all scans and x-rays anyway. Nothing wrong. God healed her on the spot. I thought, this needs to be normal. This is what the Bible says. The Bible says he's a healing God. He's a miracle working God. Nothing's too hard for him. You know, all things happen for those that believe we need to believe that this is what god wants for our lives amen you know in 1 peter it says uh verse 22 22 it says who committed no sin nor was deceit found in his mouth who when he, he was reviled did not revile in return when he suffered he did not threaten but committed himself to him who judges righteously righteously he himself bore our sins in his body on that tree that we having died to sins may live for righteousness by whose stripes we are healed for you were like sheep going astray, but you have returned to the shepherd, the overseer of your souls. I'm excited that I can agree with a God that says you are healed. Your body is made whole. And I'm going to pray for you. There's somebody here with arthritis this morning, and I'm going to pray for you. There's somebody here with pain in your shoulder, I'm going to pray for you this morning. People are going to be set free. There's people here, and, and you suffer from fear and anxiety. I want to say to you this morning, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. God is going to set you free from that this morning. You know what? Why don't we do that now? Is that all right?